This is 40K Today. Or maybe it isn't. Maybe it's the Art of War podcast. Or Forge the Narrative. Or maybe it's Alfarious. No, it's 40K Today. Or is it? Hi there, 40K friends. Welcome to a special Best of 40K Today. So Monday to Friday, if you're new to 40K Today, we are your daily 15-minute news, views, and interviews deep dive into the whole hobby of Warhammer 40,000. Uh, today, we're going to bring you a selection of our favourite interviews from during the week. We have to say a big thank you to our friends at Frontline Gaming for having us on on a Saturday. If you like what you hear today, give us a listen during the week at 40ktoday.com. You can find us on Apple, on Spotify, and on your favourite podcast player. I'm your host, Steve Joel, and today on the programme, there's a whole heap to look forward to. Nick Nanavati and John Damaris during the week launched a massive giveaway for us. It was really exciting. We have a mega 40K prize giveaway and all the details are coming up. Emma from Objective Secured today talks us through organising tournaments way down under in Perth on the bottom of the world. Kika Kolojdi from Frontline Gaming talks us through decals and how they can really help your models stand out on the tabletop. And Ennis Wilson is going to give us the lowdown on Dark Angels and how to get the best out of them. So, let's get this show on the road. We'll start with this. We've been running a poll all week on our Facebook page and looking for the answer to this question. Is proxying models in games of 40k okay or not okay? So, it's all closed off now, but a surprising result, I think. 18% of people said no to proxies. 18%. 82% of respondents to the poll said it's fine, it's okay. But there was a massive qualifier. Millward, for example, says proxies for friendlies, fine, competitive, not so. And that about sums up the mood of the responses. Aaron says casual games, use a wood block, just let me know. Tournaments, right model, but weapons can be proxies. So there is a massive difference in the yeses and nos. But almost all of the comments have the same thing. Next week's poll is going to look at your superstitions when you play. Do you have any? Lucky dice, lucky t-shirt, pre-tournament routine. We want to hear about all of it on Facebook starting on Monday. So let's get into our best of show. The real highlight for the 40K Today team this week was launching our mega 40K prize giveaway in association with the Art of War coaching and content service. John Damaris and Nick Nanavati from... 40K Today and Art of War, respectively, got together to make the big announcement and let us know how to win. How do you feel about this massive list of prizes? All right, Nick, we have some huge news, and i got to be careful that I, because I don't have my pop filter on my mic, and I get too excited and wound up about this, but we have a massive contest, probably the biggest contest in 40K history, right, going on with a ton of prizes. Why don't you tell people a little bit about it? Yeah, we are crazy, and we decided to run the largest 40K prize contest giveaway in the history of Warhammer. So what we've done is we got over $5,000 of prize support from various different sponsors, ranging from little trinkets like objective mats from 3D6 Wargaming to Army Painter's entire mega paint set, their entire paint line, and everything in between. We have sponsors like Frontline Gaming, Army Painter, Art of War, and so many more. So you can check all that out in the link below, and all you have to do to enter 
is just give us your email address so we can notify you that you won. Of course, there's lots of other ways to get more and more entries. You can interact with us and our sponsors on our social media pages, liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter, clicking subscribe onto YouTube. All that kind of stuff gets you more and more entries. It's it's almost infinite how many entries you can get just based on your interaction with all of us. So do that and just win free stuff. It's pretty simple. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you can engage with it as much as you want. So like the whole point of this is, we got some really, really cool people to pony up some really, really, really cool prizes. Uh, and what I told them specifically was, hey, look, the community is great. You know how great the community is. We need something positive to focus on. And so they stepped up to the plate. And I think the best way we can thank them is just by, you know, doing something simple like liking one of their Facebook pages, you know, which you get an entry in the contest for anyway. Um, and so, yeah, just engage with it as much as you like. Keep it really simple. Um, Another thing I'd like to point out that I think is super cool about this contest is that there's no purchase necessary to, to win. Um, all you have to do is give us your email address, and then we'll notify you, and everything gets shipped to your door. So there's no like, there's no shipping costs that are going to surprise you. If you look at our terms of service, we are not selling your email address to anybody, so you're not going to get like uh, fertility pills or <laughs> anything like that sold to you through through us. Um, we are making your emails available to the sponsors because I mean that's. That's part of the pitch. So if you guys want to participate, it's five thousand dollars worth of prizes. It's really simple to enter, and um, you know we've got some ways that we want to thank people that have supported Nick and I. So for example, if you're a patron of ours uh, on the Art of War, you automatically get five entries into the contest. You just have to give us your patron ID so we can verify that you're there. Um, if you are a subscriber on Twitch to the Art of War, you also get a free five entries. Right, So anybody that supported us, you're going to get entered in this contest. It's a way for Nick and I to say thank you because we are very thankful for the support that you guys give us. Um, and Nick, did you want to just pile onto that a little bit? Oh, yeah. As a, as a kind of a bigger thank you for you guys, we are just running a promotional thing. All of our sponsors are. We are as an Art of War. Um, we're doing 20% off for any War Room purchases for the next two weeks while this contest is, is durationing. Um, all the different sponsors are giving you discounts on their products and services. So, you know, just support, you know, this is a great time to kind of invest in your hobby and win some free stuff while you're at it. So jump on. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll pile on that a little bit. A lot of these sponsors have really stepped up and added a really cool discount code to go along with it. So even if you don't win one of the prizes, uh, when you sign up with the email, the discount codes will be mailed to you and you can use them for pretty big savings. So for example, Frontline Gaming, which sells our plastic crack, is got a code in there where you can get an additional 10% off, which that's on top of their already low prices. So that's something for you guys. If you've been waiting to buy something or want an excuse to buy something or, you know, uh, this is the time to pull the trigger, you know, come sign up for the contest, get those discount codes, uh, Army Painter, uh, everybody else, they're, they're going to they're gonna make it easy on you guys. So uh I mean, and then and that's it. Like, there's going to be a really there's cool no, video. No on strings the front attached of- here, guys. We are literally just throwing you free stuff. Yeah, free stuff. That's that's pretty much it. And uh, who doesn't like free stuff? I like free stuff. If you want to be in to win, just go to 40kprizes.com, as they mentioned, and enter the code. Here it is, DAILY40K. DAILY40K, that's your code. The link is in the show notes for this episode. Let's step into our hobby room now. We've spoken about painting in the show quite a lot over the last few weeks, and we've touched on kit bashing a few times too. But there are lots of other elements that go into making a model look amazing. One of those, and it's often overlooked, is using decals or transfers. John Damaris caught up with Kiki Kolojdi from Frontline Gaming about getting great results 
quickly. And let's be honest, isn't that what we all want? All right, Kicker, thanks for coming on the show, dude. So let's talk about you write for Frontline Gaming, right? And you do some of the hobby stuff on their blog? Yeah, John, I am one of the many uh, writers for Frontline Gaming, but yeah, I focus on the hobby side. Um, So I, I should probably start this off with saying I am not blessed with the skills of a legitimate artist. You know, I have a good eye for color and design thanks to my day job, but honestly, I'm just terrible at painting and sculpting. Um, so I need to kind of give you that little preface. Um, but I want to get stuff on the tabletop that looks gorgeous, and I also want it done as quickly as possible because every time a new kit drops, I want it built and painted and ready to play the next day. That makes total sense. So recently, or maybe not so recently, but I, I saw that you wrote an article about using decals, and that can be a way to add really cool detail without necessarily having the freehand artistic skills to like, make that stuff happen, right? Do you want to talk yeah. about some tips and tricks for making decals work? And then and what we'll do is we'll reference that article so people can get a little deeper dive awesome. into that. Awesome, yeah. totally. Yeah, uh, John, well, over the years, I have been trying to find and collect a bunch of different like cheat codes, I guess, or you know, hobby hacks that help compensate for the lack of skill and the lack of time, you know? Um, and so decals is one of them. And, and you know, you know, I, I mean, have you used decals? You know, those things in the box. Like, have you actually used those before, John? <laughs> I have not, but I, I, yeah, I can't I know, right? circle <laughs> a straight line or a box. So, like, artistically, <laughs> I'm very challenged. Well, that's why the decals are beautiful, right? Because there's like, you know, there's something that you would never be able to prehand draw yourself. But um, you know, for the longest time, I was a non-believer. I, I figured, you know, they're they're they, they stand out too much from the regular paint on my mini. I thought there was going to be this ugly contrast between the paint and the decal. I thought they were going to take forever to apply. And, you know, man, I, I really thought that there was just no use for them. And, you know, I, I took a big step and I said, you know, I'm going to give it a shot one day, right? So first of all, decals are super useful. Um, you know, you look at the Space Marine decal sheet, right? There's distinct ones for HQ models, like little decals that you can put on there. So suddenly now all your troopers can kind of, you know, stand out from one another. And, and with the FLG uh, rules rolling out of, you know, you want different detachments to look differently, you can easily put different chapter decals on the shoulder. So decals have a functional purpose besides just looking pretty. Um, you know, the next thing I had to realize was that, like, is there a way to apply these quickly? And the answer is yes. It's very easy and very fast to apply. Um, the, the secret is just streamlining everything. So you want to do it in a large batch. I go and I paint my entire army. Um, then I cut up every single decal and I line it all up on, you know, on, on a countertop and I have, you know, cotton swabs and tweezers and, and basically create this efficient workstation. And I turn on a podcast, you know, maybe you guys, and uh, and I just go to work. And I mean, dude, you can pump through this stuff so quickly. I have some great videos and a uh, photo on on the article right there, so you can kind of get a visual of what I'm talking about. And, um, and we'll definitely link all of that in the show notes. Yeah, so because cool. uh, we definitely want people to kind of because this is kind of a, a thing that conceptually we can explain on the yeah. podcast, right? But if people get to see it, experience it, like they yeah. can really put it to use and, and make it a tool in their arsenal to help them, you know, get better results in a shorter amount of time, which is yeah. what we're all after. Let's yeah. be honest. And, and like, it's hard to explain how amazing decals can look. Cause that was the other thing is like decals. Can I make them look good? And it's hard to explain it through this medium, but go to the website, go to the article. Um, and you'll see that I talk about using microsol and microset. Like that's the secret sauce here. Um, there's a, there's a great little video I have on there that I, that I linked to, but basically um, this stuff just makes decals look better. Um, and, uh, you know, besides just using Microsoft and Microset, I found little tricks like adding a wash after you apply the decal, uh, adding a wash on top of the decal to go into all the crevices, and, and then even going with a dry brush on top to help give a slightly painted illusion that, so the decal doesn't look so um, printed, but it looks almost painted. And then I add some battle damage as well that covers over part of the decal. So suddenly this decal really does blend into the whole, whole model. Um, 
you know, decals are a tool that more, you know, hobbyists really need to start using. Right. And I mean, would you, would you say that, uh, it's harder to use a smaller decal or a larger decal? I can see arguments for both. Right. Yeah. But I know yeah. like if you're putting a decal on a knight, for example, is that more challenging than putting a decal on a shoulder pad? Yeah, dude, a hundred percent. I mean, you know, uh, the bigger the decal, the more room there is for it to have, you know, uh, or, you know, wrinkles in it, or you're covering a larger surface area. So the curvature of the model could affect how the decal lays flat. So that's uh, actually one of the benefits of Microsol and Micro, micro Set is it dissolves the decal a little bit and allows it to, to form to the larger shape of the model. Um, so I, I would never even dream of applying a large decal to a knight without the use of Microsol Micro Set. Now I did try in the beginning, I'm like, oh, you know, let me give it a shot. And it just, it came out terrible, dude. You got these massive wrinkles there and part of the decal sticks up. So yeah, small decals, definitely easy to apply. Um, obviously on a flat surface, if possible, a flat, smooth surface if possible. Okay. So that, that's where you'd recommend people start, right? And then yeah. like anything, right? Practice will bring proficiency. Exactly, man. Exactly. And then, and then this idea, like you'll look back and you'll think like, why did I not start doing this with, you know, my first models, you know, I'm actually going back now and adding decals to all my old stuff. Cause not only do they help compensate for my worst paint jobs back then, as I learned to get better now, but also like they make models just look so much better. A simple decal on the side of a tank makes that flat surface suddenly have some more personality. Right. And it gives uh, visual interest. Yeah, I think totally, is man. the term, right? All right. Totally, totally. Thanks, Kicker. Really appreciate having you on, and we'll talk again soon. Definitely. That's Kicker from Frontline Gaming. There are some great tips in that chat. The link to the full article that Kicker wrote for Frontline Gaming is in our show notes. Next up on the program, this week's Woman in Warhammer is Emma from Australia. She's part of the event organizing Powerhouse Objective Secured. Today's episode of 40K Today is brought to you by Frontline Gaming. Frontline Gaming is a one-stop shop for all your Warhammer hobby needs, discounted products, American-made gaming mats and terrain, and a full line of miniatures painting service and daily hobby content. And this can all be found at FrontlineGaming.org. Welcome back. Objective Secured is a website, a podcast, a merchandise store, a community hub for gamers, especially for gamers in Australia. They're also the self-described premier tabletop gaming event organizer in Western Australia. If it's tabletop gaming and it's in Aussie, then they are on top of it. What you might not know about Western Australia is that it's a long, long way away from the rest of Australia. John Damaris caught up with Emma from Objective Secure to find out what goes into organising massive events and how they're coping with the problem of a certain global pandemic. All right, Emma, let's talk about um, how you got involved in Warhammer 40,000. So what, what, what got you started, do you think? So it's it's a bit interesting because it's actually my husband's hobby and he was very against me actually having anything to do with Warhammer at all. It was his thing and he wanted his thing and he wanted us to have something that was, I guess, separate from each other. Mm -hmm. And then going back five years ago, the event scene here in Western Australia had uh, dried up. That would be a polite way to put it. Um, and so we weren't seeing many events and the events that we had were really quite small. And um, there was a group of men sitting under my patio in the back garden, whinging about the fact that there weren't many events happening here. And at the time, there were tournaments, not events. We've kind of talked about the language change for that as well. But so there weren't many tournaments happening here in Western Australia. And so being the kind of person that I am, I said, well, put your money where your mouth is. You want events? Start running some. And um, so that was <laughs> sort of laughed at. And that's yeah, the same response. Just that simple, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so 
from there it was kind of a, well, where do we start with that? And then, you know, five years later, it's sort of a huge part of my life and we're running events once a, once a month at least, including okay. probably one of at least WA's biggest tabletop gaming convention um, that we've run, we ran for three years and this year obviously isn't happening. Right. So very cool. So let's let's talk about that for a second. So you're part of Objective Secured. You want to tell the listeners what that's all about? Sure. So Objective Secured, we focus primarily on Warhammer 40K. And yes, yeah, so we started out as we've got a podcast and then there's a blog that um, doesn't get updated anywhere near as often as it should. And we also run events. So majority of our events are actually 40K based. Um, and we run a we run games that are well events that are everything from kind of friendly, fluffy intro type events all the way through to really quite competitive events. And we run um, a large uh, WATC West Australian Team Challenge, and that's we had 120 players come for that with teams of six. Um, and uh, last year was two day event, and then we've also run. Um, Southern Hemisphere Open, where we had three days, 4,000 people through, 16 different um, tabletop games, 20 different events, workshops, panels, all sorts of different things. So that's so, so it's one of those things that, that you, it, just, it just literally just started with, well, we should run events, and it turned into really running events, right? <laughs> like yeah. you guys have had pretty exponential growth, it sounds like. Well, that's very cool. It means that your events are run well, they're well-received, and we're because events grow by word of mouth, right? That that's what happens. So yeah, and I think for me that was probably the most important thing was that I wanted to make sure that we put on professional events. So they needed to be well run. They needed to be well organized. They needed people needed to know that they were coming to an event that was going to deliver. Um, so I'm I believe that the events that we run um, when people come, it's an experience. So. You know, we have players packs that I do expect players to read, but often I am um, I am left wanting on that one. <laughs> um, so, you know, but we have a really comprehensive players pack so people know what they're coming to. There's a time schedule that we generally stick to within 15 minutes with, you know, things happen, but we run a really tight ship and we do that so that people know that they're coming into a well-run event. Uh, yeah, so you're so, a professional, right? Yeah, is that a good it. way to put it? Maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's mm-hmm. fantastic. So, um, what was I gonna? I sorry, I just lost my train of thought. I was, I had a question and I lost it. Sorry, that's I put great. you off. <laughs> no, no, it's great. It's great. I think that I think number one, that's amazing. Oh, that's what I was gonna ask you. I was gonna say that not all heroes wear capes, but apparently some of them get medals from Games Workshop. You want to talk about that being a 2019 actual legitimate Warhammer hero? I mean, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, my husband, Mike, and I, we run Objective Secured and um, we were nominated for the 2018 awards and um, then we were nominated again for 2019 and we were actually lucky enough to be recipients for that. So, um, and Games Workshop, because we are all the way over in Australia, they did run a um, an awards night just for the two of us over in Brisbane. So we're in Western Australia and Brisbane's on the other side of the country. So we flew over to Brisbane to receive our award last year. Um, yeah, so it's really it's really lovely to be nom- um, to be nominated and to be acknowledged by Games Workshop for the work that we've done to build the community here in Western Australia. Well, I mean that's fantastic. That's that's just amazing. So the last question I want to ask you is, mm-hmm. you know, we're recording this for our Women in Warhammer segment. Um, mm-hmm. 
How have you seen sort of the inclusion of women in the hobby? Has that grown and gotten better in the years that you've been um, running events? Because I'd like to hear your perspective, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really interesting in that um, women, there's a lot of women who play and there's a lot of women who are interested in the hobby. But I think that there's something about events that makes them feel uncomfortable about coming to them. Um, and that's been really interesting to try and break down some of those um, preconceived ideas. So we're doing things at the moment like we host our Warhammer Widow High Tees, which is to try and get um, women to come along to events, not necessarily to play in them, but to actually just be used to coming into the room and to be used to being in that environment. Um, and we've run things like our mixed double events, which is we're trying to provide ways to sort of a soft entry point for women coming in. I think it's quite daunting. And, you know, I run the events, but for me, walking into that room, the very first event that we ran, so our first event we had 66 players and there were two women in the room. And that's really, you know, when you've got 120 players and there are three women in the room, it's really daunting. So we're offering things like the mixed doubles events, which is to try and make it so that women have got support coming in and they don't feel like the only woman in the room. But I think one of the yeah. good things about having a TO that's female is there is going to be at least one other one other woman there. Um, so Very I think cool. that does help a little bit. Uh, yeah. Obviously, right? So, yeah. I mean, I think what you're doing is great. And, and just let me take a moment to thank you for what you do for the community because I think it's important that we recognize when people are going out of their way to make it better for the people around them. And I think that's pretty amazing. Ah, anytime. <laughs> <laughs> That's Emma from Objective Secured. The links to their website and Facebook are in our show notes. They do so much there. Uh, There will absolutely be something there for you. So you know we're a full-service podcast, right? And if you're new to 40K today, you might not know that. But we cover everything right across the hobby, uh, including the competitive side. The Dark Angels had their psychic awakening a while back. And while a lot of the attention right now is on Harlequins and Death Watch and the rules they're getting, It's important that you have time to play an army and shake out what works and what doesn't. Ennis Wilson is one of the best players in the UK, and he talked to John Damaris during the week about Dark Angels and what he's managed to work out. This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends you new cartridges, so you never have to think about ink save up to 50%. You'll pay less than $5 a month for ink and never run out again. Find out if your printer is eligible and enroll today at hpinstantink.com. Conditions apply. For details, visit hp.com slash Spotify. That's Ennis Wilson speaking with John Damaris. Great stuff for Dark Angels players. Okay, everybody ready to sing along? The, the model of the day, the, the model of the day, the, the model of the day. So every day during our regular weekday show, we feature a model of the day, and we've been able to show off some stunning work this week. Honestly, this song, it's going to get stuck in your head, I promise. Uh, so we've had a range this week from the custom Catan to Death Guard Army with a colour scheme inspired by an old Chevy to the most amazing Space Wolves intercessors. But the model of the week this week has to be Dylan Cartier's stunning Araman. The colours seem to have flowed up out of the warp itself, and the highlighting is 
magical. You just, honestly, you won't believe the model until you see it. So go see it. Links to the pictures and more of Dylan's work as well are in our show notes. You can find them on our Facebook page and on our Instagram from during the week. And as always, if you have a model that you want us to feature on the show, or if you've seen a model you really love and you think deserves a spot, just let us know. Head to our Facebook and get in touch. And that's it for today. Thanks so much to our content producer, Alex Painter, our social media guru, Tanya Gates, our technical producer, Seamus Ronan. They have put a lot of work into getting this program together every day during the week. If you have anything you think we should feature on the show, please get in touch with us. If you've got an amazing army, if you've got a friend with a YouTube channel, if you've got some hobby tips, contact us via our Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you. And make sure you join us next week. We've got a packed lineup for you again. Archon Scari breaks down the new Harlequin rules in our faction focus during the week. And we meet a man whose name is on the wall of heroes at Warhammer World. So we'll see you Monday. Until then, for the 40K Today team, I'm Steve Joel, and that's what's happening in 40K Today. <laughs>